You're listening to TBD, a podcast for brilliant coaches, consultants, helpers, and healers creating their best work and their most meaningful contribution. I'm your host, Megan Hale, business strategist and thought partner to help you distill your wisdom into your most potent offers and the multiple six figures that go with it. I'll be the first to tell you though, as someone who's done it, this path is far from a straight line. There are highs, there are lows, and so many moments of uncertainty in between. But if there are two things I know to be true, it's you always know what you need to know when you need to know it. And the next right step is always on its way. Let's do this. Hello, hello, my friends, and welcome to a very, very special episode. So if you are just now joining me, first of all, welcome. I'm so glad that you're here. And if you have been listening to this show since I started it a few months ago, then you know that this show basically started because I have been going through a complete rebrand. And I mean, like, complete rebrand. I have had to rename my signature framework, which has been a very big core anchor point to my body of work. I've also had to rename a signature profit planning tool that is also very integral to my body of work. There have been a lot of things just stripping away over here and not really coming back together um, quickly. So for the past few months, I have simply just been navigating what this journey feels like and literally living by the thing that I say in every single episode, which is knowing, trusting, and believing that the next right step is always on its way because it always, always is. But just because we know that, we trust that, we believe that does not mean (laughs) that that in-between phase is any easier or any faster. So I have been living that. I have been embodying that. And if you have been listening, you know, last week I talked about how this new piece of clarity finally came through when I was not even looking for it. And the brand new name for my signature framework has officially landed, which is what I am going to share with you today. So just to give you a little bit of backstory, the former name of my signature framework was known as feel good money. And this is the trademark that really was the domino (laughs) that kind of was like, we're rebranding literally everything Um, because I was meeting with an attorney to talk about the next steps for my brand. I had a coaching certification that I was planning on rolling out for other business strategists to come and learn my framework and methodology so they can support more business owners and creating sustainable business growth. I had a podcast that I was getting ready to launch under this name. I had an app that I was also getting ready to launch under this name and rebrand my signature profit planning tool to my current brand name to make it more distinct in the market. And I had a lot of cool ideas around what that app could look like. And we were talking about certifying people in that app and licensing it and all of those cool things. And so I knew that I needed to speak to an attorney to really get my ducks in a row and just make sure like everything was a go. And so during that process, we revisited trademark that I had originally filed for in 2021. And anyway, I will not rehash the whole story, but it's been a long journey. We'll just put it that way. Right. And not having feel good money as an anchor point for my brand has really made it challenging to talk about what I do because Your signature framework name is a core message. It's a core invitation that you are sharing over and over again for what you're trying to help people achieve, right? And so if I wasn't helping people achieve feel good money, like what 
was that core invitation instead. And so it's been like a really big question mark. And I've gone back and forth, back and forth of like, maybe this isn't supposed to be about money. Maybe this is supposed to be about something more than money, right? Which I still think that that could be the case, which I'll talk to you a little bit more about in this episode. But I was really like in this place of just releasing it all. Like I am open to whatever direction that I need to go in. I am open to whatever needs to come through. Like I'm here for the ride, right? I'm not going anywhere. So I'm just trusting that the next right thing is going to reveal itself and we will just continue on this ride. So two weeks ago, I am minding my own business. I am filling out my answers for an article that I'm contributing to for Buffer's new Money Diary series, which I'm really excited for this article to launch. And as I'm typing in my answers, this word literally is looking back at me and I'm like, oh my God, this is it. This is the new name. It has officially landed. So the thing that's really important to this whole conversation is when we have a signature framework name. It's not just this one thing that we can kind of like shift in and out because there's other elements of our brand that we start to build around this central core message. Okay. So to give you an example, when I used to teach about feel good money, the first thing that I would really start with is talking about the five key pillars that allow us to really create it. So feel good money used to be defined as money that is sustainable meaning that the way in which we are earning money is really honoring of our time and our energy. So many of us find ourselves in these moments where our money is not sustainable for us. We feel burnt out. We feel overwhelmed. It's not honoring and respectful of our time and energy, but a lot of us are unknowingly and unintentionally structuring our money to feel that way. So really starting to create some intentional shifts here where money is starting to feel more sustainable is so incredibly key if we want money to feel good, right? The second key pillar that I talked about is all around money that's reliable, meaning that we're really structuring money to continuously be on its way. And that really shows up in your business model and how you're designing your money to come in, what your sales calendar is like, what your pricing structure is like, and how we can actually leverage payment plans to create some of that recurring revenue. So we have months upon months of cash flow coming in. Okay. That reliability is also really, really important for us to start trusting that our business can financially support us. It's also really important for us to start trusting money itself, that it is always coming in, that it is plentiful. It is out there. It is here to continuously move towards us. The third key pillar is all around money that is spacious, meaning that we have more than enough. One of the core things people say that they want when we start talking about this money conversation is I want more than enough money. I don't want this to be stressful for me. I don't want this to be overwhelming. I don't want to have to be like nickeling and diming myself. I don't want to have to be hyper checking my accounts to make sure there's money in there. Like I want to know that I am supported and that there is more than enough money in my accounts. Okay. And so spacious money is something that we can intentionally build into your revenue goals, but we also intentionally create spacious money through the way that we're managing our money on the back end. Okay. And so this is where a lot of profit first wisdom kind of comes in where we really understand our margins and what does more than enough money actually mean for you? Like how much money are we really talking about? Because what most of us do is we just say, I want more money, but more money is not something that is concrete. It's not specific and money loves specificity. Okay. So the third key pillar is all around spacious money. And how do we actually create that? The fourth key pillar is all around money that feels easeful. And this shows up in a couple of different ways. One, this comes down to having systems. So money feels clear and uncomplicated. You know what to be doing with it when you want to be doing it and all of those things. You also have money that is organized and calm. Okay. So if you want money to 
feel more easeful. A lot of this comes down to systems and having those set up in your life and in your business that adds that level of clarity. Okay. But the second thing that happens when we talk about ease is we also want to be able to earn more with more ease. And that comes down to making sure that not everything is resting solely on your energy alone in order to make more money. So in my world, that means we're creating intentional assets that are there to support you. They are to create revenue, whether you can show up at 100% or not, right? Now, the fifth key pillar, which is probably my favorite, is all around money that is meaningful. And this shows up in several different ways. The first is that we're really earning money in a way that's aligned with our values and our gifts and our strengths, right? There is nothing more meaningful to me in this world, knowing that I can make a really amazing living simply by sharing more of who I am and really doing the work of packaging my brilliance, packaging my wisdom to help more people, right? And allowing my business to be a deeper expression of the world that I want to see, the values that I hold, okay? There is nothing more fulfilling than that. But the other way that meaningful money shows up is that we're also intentional with what we're doing with our money, where we're directing our money, how we're stewarding it. And so this is where the 2% pledge really weaves into my body of work because we can set aside a portion of our revenue that we're earning every single month in order to give to causes that we care about, in order to support candidates that are aligned with our values and are going to fight for bills to be passed to help create the world that we want to see, right? We're also able to give to people in need, like people that we will likely never meet, but we know that they need it. And it creates such a deeper meaning for every single dollar that walks through your door when we have an intentional give back baked into your business, okay? But the third way that we really can step into meaningful money is to not be pursuing some random revenue goal that doesn't mean anything. Instead, have really anchored numbers that are based on what we actually need and also the amount that's needed to fund your personal dreams. And this is where your good, better, best goals come in that we talk about in what was formerly known as the money map, where we're actually calculating those numbers together. So your revenue numbers are very personal. They're very unique. They're very meaningful to you, your vision, your dreams, and all of those things. Okay. So when I talk about losing feel-good money, it's not just feel-good money. It's like these five key values, these five key pillars, right? that I have really leaned on to clarify, like, this is what I'm inviting you into. This is what we're creating in your business. And so losing feel good money, there's the huge question mark of do these five key pillars, like, do those just go away? Do they join forces with some new name? Like, I'm not sure. Right. And so that has been the thing that has been probably the hardest because when I first created feel good money and especially started to define it around these five key pillars, like everything just started to feel so cohesive, so aligned of like, yes, this is what I stand for. This is what I'm inviting my people into. This is the movement that we are creating by creating more feel-good money for more heart-centered visionaries who are really shifting the world forward with their work. How can I help them create this type of money? And then from there, that's when we start layering in all the strategy for how we're going to make good on each of those five key pillars. So very, very integral to my body of work, not to mention the concept of feel-good money is instantly resonant because you know right away, I want this. And the reason that most people have that clarity right away is because we know what the opposite feels like. Okay. Most of us, myself included, know what feel bad money feels like. And we have that lived experience. And so the idea of saying, yeah, I would definitely like to feel good with my money. It doesn't require a whole lot of clarification or explanation. Right. And so when we're thinking about a strong brand name, there's just a couple of lessons that I want to leave for you in case you are also working on this inside your business. The first is we want this brand name to be clear and not catchy. 
Okay. And maybe it can be a little bit both, but it has to be clear more than anything. All right. We want somebody to want to come closer to this brand simply by hearing these words. These words should also be aligned with something that your dream clients want as part of their long-term vision. So when they are thinking about what it is that they want to be or create or do or achieve or whatever it is that you are helping them with, right? Every single one of your dream clients has a long-term vision. Your brand name should be part of that long-term vision that they envision for themselves, okay? So when I talk about what was formerly feel-good money, when my people cast themselves into their future, you better believe like they see feel-good money as a part of their lived experience, right? And so that's another reason why this name worked so well. So we want it to be clear, not necessarily catchy. The second thing is it's really helpful to think about the polarity with your name, because another reason that feel good money works is that opposite, right? People like the feel good part because they know what feel bad feels like. And so I can actually use that to really empathize and also build rapport with my people because I have lived this myself. Okay. And also normalize feel bad money. Like there's nothing wrong with any of us because we have experienced feel bad money. There's so many reasons we have experienced feel bad money. And so I can actually talk about those by really normalizing that for my people, joining forces with them, empathizing with them, build a poor, like, look, I get it because I've been there myself. Okay. This only works. However, if you truly have that lived experience, there are some clients that I work with where they don't have the lived experience of the opposite thing that they're helping their clients achieve. So if you are currently working on your brand name, whether that's a signature framework or something that you're naming a tool or whatever that is really lean on these two key pieces. Cause I think that they're really important. Lean more towards clear than catchy. Okay. And sometimes they can be both, especially if you land on like a really great name, it's like, it's catchy and clear. That's like the best of both worlds. But if you're ever in between really lean towards the side of clarity, because that's really going to be the best way of communicating what this thing is about or what you're inviting somebody into or the core results that they could expect to achieve. Okay. The second is I think that it's really helpful to dance on the opposite end of the spectrum. So what is the exact opposite or the opposite lived experience of your core invitation? Because sometimes that can also spark some clarity around, oh, it's, it's definitely not this, which is great clarity, by the way, it's really moving in this direction. And sometimes that can really spark the best ideas. So with all that said, my friends. As I'm looking at this word, staring back at me, which is literally something that I have said over and over and over again, like it still blows my mind. <laughs> and this has happened many, many times when I'm naming things. I have written it in copy many, many times. I have journaled about it or whatever that is. Like it's something that I say in conversation all the time with clients. And then for whatever reason, on one particular day and the stars all align, I'm like, oh my God, how have I never seen this before? This should be the name for something. It's so inherent to how I talk about what I do. But that was my exact experience. And the word that came through for me was dream. And I have been talking about dreams for as long as I have been in business for as long as I have literally been alive. And I know that this name doesn't sound like, oh, so unique and so profound, but hear me out. Because as this word popped out at me, I was like, what about dream money? And literally, as I asked myself the question, I started to see the D, the R, the E, the A, and the M, five key pillars of what we're really talking about here. And of course, a couple of shifts had to be made because we're not talking about sustainable, reliable, spacious, easeful, meaningful money, but we are talking about deliberately designed money reliable money, easeful money, abundant money, and meaningful money. 
So literally almost all five of my original key pillars like fit right away. And I just had to massage a couple to make this all work. And I was like, you have got to be kidding me universe. Okay. So of course, when this idea came through, I ran down to tell my husband right away. I was like, oh my gosh, like Brack, I think I have this. It's dream money. We have these acronyms. Like I feel like everything's working. Like it's all coming together. Oh my God. And then I had to consult with my peer led mastermind. I'm like, I think I have the name y'all. Like, what do you think? How's this land? And then I had to consult with my attorney. Like, is this even a possibility? like at the trademark office, because I really do not want to go down this road again. Like, even though it feels risky to, for me to announce this, right. Cause like, I just filed my trademark last week and it's going to be 18 months before this trademark is official official, but I'm not going to wait that long. This is a risk that I'm willing to take. And if I have to rebrand in 18 months, cause the trademark office says no, then I will cross that bridge when I get there. But this is the new invitation to my brand. And it thrills me to no end to know that each of those letters means something. It's meaningful. It's intentional. It's deliberate, like literally what this acronym stands for. Right. But more than that, when I think about the type of money that I want to help people step into it is the money of their dreams. And how do we actually define that, right? It's not just some vague idea of like, oh, that'd be nice to have, but it's really getting clear on what does dream money mean to you? What does it look like? How much is that? What are the dreams that we're funding? What are the needs that we're supporting? Like all of those things, getting specific and also getting personal. That is the thing that I think sets my work apart so much because it's so highly specific to you and your vision and your values and your body of work and what you want to create in this world, right? So the idea of dream money, that's also supporting the dreamers, the believers, the people who know that something more is possible. These have always been and always will be the people that I support because I'm a dreamer too. I have always been a seeker for as long as I can remember seeking my purpose, seeking my fuller expression, seeking bigger impact, all of those things. And you have to be a dreamer in order to be a seeker too. So the idea of dream money, it feels even better than what feel good money used to be, which I did not think was possible at all. You might even remember me saying this, like on some of my more grieving episodes of there's nothing that's ever going to come close to that. There's nothing that will ever hold a torch to that. Right. And literally when I saw that word reflected back to me, I was like, it can't be that simple. Can it be that simple? Like, is this it? Is this it? And then when the acronym came through, I was like, oh my God, like, this is so it, this is so it. And I literally filed right away, which is the first time, by the way, that I've ever filed for a trademark. Literally it's first day that I've been using it in commerce. Like typically I'm using a mark for at least a year before I'm willing to file a trademark. So I want to make sure we're like in a long-term relationship with each other, you know, but with the dream money, I was like, no, this is just too perfect for me to not go ahead and file. So my friends next week. Next week, I am going to be walking you through the new dream money method where we're going to be talking about how we create each of those letters, the D, the R, the E, the A, and the M. How do we create money that is deliberately designed? How do we create reliable cash flow in your business? How do we create more easeful money through systems and assets? How do we make sure that we're stepping into abundant money? What does that look like on a practical level? What does that look like on a spiritual level? And also how do we create meaningful money? And this is probably the one that means the most to me, especially 
especially when we're starting to talk about the inner shifts for how we're personally relating to money, this meaning piece is so incredibly key. So we're going to be talking about each of those. We're going to lay them all out. That's where we're beginning inside a leap week on day one. We'll also be talking about four key mindset shifts that make a meaningful leap possible in your business and really starting to set the foundation for how we're going to bring this framework to life over the next four days in this amazing five-day training series. So I so hope that you are signed up to join me and also invite a friend because I can promise you this is going to be one of the high value free trainings you've ever experienced. And you know, if you have joined me live before, because people have attended leap week several times in the past and they keep on coming back because this training is just so much fun. And every single time you go through the content, you get something a little bit more because this framework is so incredibly flexible to really meet you where you are in your business. It's also completely customizable to how you see your body of work. And those things shift and evolve as we do, right? So even if you have joined me for Quantum Leap Week, which is what Leap Week used to be called, I literally have felt like Oprah over here, like you get a new name, you get a new name, everything gets a new name which has kind of felt overwhelming, but sometimes a little fun. But even if you have joined me for a leap week before, I encourage you to come back. Let's meet you where you are in your business now. Let's put this framework to work inside your business now so we can make your next meaningful leap possible, okay? So I will wrap up this episode with the knowing that I think dream money is only one piece of this rebrand that's coming through because dream money is one of the byproducts of my work. It's one of the core messages that I have. It's something that I feel so incredibly passionate about helping people step into because I know what it is like to not have a supportive relationship with money. I know what it's like to have all kinds of dissonance around wanting more money and knowing it was holding me back from the earning potential in my business, which was also holding me back from helping the people that I am here to serve. Okay. Money has so many layers to it. And I know that this dream money piece is going to usher in so many beautiful layers for us to explore together. Because here's the thing, dream money is not some lofty aspiration. Okay. It is real grounded, attainable type of money that is available for all of us because we can intentionally create it and we create it through having a deep level of intimacy with our numbers and metrics, our systems and strategy, as well as our interpersonal dynamics, right? That challenge our old beliefs around what wanting and having more money means in a world where disparities still run high, systems still oppress, and capitalism and commerce can still uphold both of these things if we don't actively seek a more equitable, just approach, okay? We can also create it by releasing old money mistakes and healing financial traumas. We create it by realizing like most of us have never received financial education to manage personal finances and build wealth, let alone how to run, grow, and lead a successful business that operates on healthy margins, sound investments, and also a very different approach to leveraging capital and even debt. But I also know that dream money is created by doing our due diligence to trust money and more importantly, trust ourselves with money, which means getting good with it. It means learning through our mistakes with it and also believing that money is always on our side. It's on our team. It wants us to indefinitely succeed. It wants us to ultimately reach our dreams. And so there are going to be so many amazing things for us to explore together, where we really get to dive into not just the inner realms of shifting the way that we're relating to money so we can step into our dream money, but also the strategic planning tools and systems and grounded strategy that I am so known for. So the money of your dreams is not just a dream. It's something that we are intentionally making real. 
Money that's deliberate, reliable, easeful, abundant, and meaningful. D-R-E-A-M. And I cannot wait to dive deeper into all of these pieces with you next week. So make sure you're signed up to join me in Leap Week. I would absolutely love to hear from you. Like, uh, I feel so vulnerable sharing this because it feels like I'm announcing this whole brand new chapter, which is really meaningful for me. And I'm like, uh, is this going to land as strongly as Feel Good Money did? And you know what? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I hope that it does, but I know that this name, it's here for me. And it is here for me to usher in and to let people know why this is important, why it's needed, how I can help you create it. And that this doesn't just have to be a dream, but truly, truly, truly something that we can make feel. So if you love it, please send me a DM on Instagram. Even if you don't love it, but you're just excited the name has landed, send me a DM on Instagram and celebrate with me because this is such a huge business milestone. And if you are in the middle of a rebrand or you are in the middle of figuring out how do you talk about your work, what are the right words, right? I want to reemphasize naming something is not easy. It is one of the hardest things that we'll ever do because there are 9 million words that we could use to talk about what it is that we do and what we're ultimately inviting our people into. And I think sometimes we're trying to get to that place where it's perfect. It's just right. It does all of these things. And trust me, I know that. But also the words that you choose, they should resonate with you. They should feel very congruent and authentic to how you usually speak. There have been times when I've tried to like make a word mine that was never really mine. It wasn't something that I used in my normal language, right? And it kind of made me feel like I was in Mean Girls where Gretchen keeps trying to make fetch happen. And Regina is like, that's just not going to happen. <laughs> Let it go. But that's how it feels like when you're trying to take a word and make it yours. It's not truly yours. Allow this word to really feel like it's the words that you use. They matter immensely because they carry energy. They carry meaning. And even just a subtle shift can carry an all new experience of you and what your meaning and your invitation, all of those things, right? That's why this is so challenging. So if you are like, "Ah, this is hard. Yeah, it is hard. It is super hard. And that's why moving forward, you best believe like with every single one of my clients, Like, let's do a trademark search before we get too attached to this, because it is really, really painful when something feels like yours and you realize that it can't be. And that is exactly the journey that I have been going through these past few months is just letting it go, letting it go and trusting, knowing, believing that the next right name was on its way. So I can promise you, if you're in this messy middle, the next right word, the next right name, the next right piece, whatever it is that you were waiting on. I know that it's on its way because it's always on its way. So my friends, I will wrap us up here. I cannot wait to see you next week for an amazing five-day series. I'm going to be on fire. I cannot wait to spend the whole week with you jamming on your business, putting this framework to work in your business and all the ahas and business shifts that await. So until next time, my friends, here's to the courage to keep showing up even when clarity is still forming, knowing trusting, believing. The next right step is always on its way. See you soon.